You're listening to I Feel For You, a podcast that loves you down and hopefully encourages and inspires you to do you, embrace your excellence and all the glorious spaces in between. I'm Dion, a creative coach that works with good people one-to-one as well as in events like retreats, workshops and community classes. I'm also a yoga, movement and meditation teacher who is doing her best to keep challenging ridiculously exclusive stereotypes and instead break down barriers and encourage more inclusivity around the wellness scene. Babes, I'm even cringing saying wellness. I mean, we have a problem, right? But that's another episode coming your way very soon. Anyway, as well as navigating the tricky labels of the world in my work, I'm also a DJ and a writer, a polymath if you will, hoping to share useful resources and encouragement without ignoring the difficult stuff. Because you know, that's also a part of this here life we're living, right? And we all want to feel equipped to navigate this stuff as gracefully or perhaps as disgracefully as possible. I'm thinking about my darling muse Eartha Kitt right now. What a woman. Okay, so darlings, thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, we are talking about the year 2000. I know, way back when, because there's some ground to cover. I wondered if you might be interested in hearing a little bit about my journey, which includes many a fashion faux pas, trust me daddy and expect as usual abundant pop cultural references some cringe moments and a journey of discovery that i hope will in some way entertain and inspire you to trust yourself and your own journey a little more and there be show notes of course always peppered with some audiovisual treats so don't forget to head on over to gobble them up eh So before we dive in, a mini moment for a newsflash in case you don't subscribe to my digest, which is my newsletter, Love Letter. You might not have heard that we've announced a new Brighton summer retreat, my darling, yes. And there's even an early bird offer too. Say what? Which runs until the 15th of January, 2019. I'm sorry about that. So if you fancy joining me by the seaside, I promise I won't do that. Say what again, if you come um, for our eighth yoga movement and creativity retreat and you can find all the info and book your spot now over at my website which is dion.space and it's on the front page right there at the top i'm already beyond excited like extra oh and if you did want to subscribe to my weekly digest there's also a link there in the show notes for you too i feel for you podcast.com and this is episode 27 can you believe Also, I wanted to take a moment to give props. Thank you so, so much to everybody who has left me five-star reviews and delicioso comments about the podcast. I can't tell you how much it means and how grateful I am for you. So from my rotund, bulbous heart space to yours, thank you. Your listening and sharing and rating and reviewing this podcast truly means the world and it's really why I keep showing up and rolling out this unhinged cake mess every week (laughs) I appreciate you so if you like this podcast don't forget to like subscribe and leave me a review yeah because it helps other like-minded good people find it I like good people I know that I love to hear from you too so if you've got any requests for show topics any thoughts perhaps some kitsch music videos, your musings and so on, please reach out to me 
All the links to find me will be in the show notes. Okay, so that's official business out the way. Let's get into this episode, which I've adapted from an old, old blog post and spiced up its life. I hope you'll enjoy taking a trip in my time machine. All aboard. Why am I like this? from the year 2000. My first yoga class was in the year 2000. It wasn't how Pulp said it would be, by the way. I was on the tail end of wearing second-hand boot-cut jeans with chainmail handkerchief tops, as featured in various excellent music videos of the time, including Ricky Martin's Livin' La Vida Loca, Tony Braxton's He Wasn't Man Enough, and later, in 2001, with Aaliyah, Baby Girl, in the chic eleganza, Try Again. But in my mind, I was channeling the best disco elements of my favourite style era, the 1970s FYI, and I'm not sure why I shared all that, but somehow it felt relevant. Silver, gold and metallics and hope for this futuristic new decade was lived out through my questionable style choices. Yep, I wore screw-in jewels in my hair, remember those? Plus, I had a penchant for wearing Vaseline or clear lip gloss on my eyelids. Realise I was on my own with that one, but I don't know, I just like the look. But mates, don't try this at home, especially when you have a fringe because it gets super annoying. Also, I wore glitter everywhere, although not much has changed, to be fair, except Number 17 products don't do that iridescent glitter gel that I lived for. But of course you can make your own. I digress. The millennium bug hadn't taken us out as predicted. Our computers, cumbersome Windows 98, not sponsored. Contraptions seemed to be functioning okay, which was a shame because I was working in a corporate office at the time and it might have made for some exciting stuff. I was in that office because two years earlier I'd decided to take three years out before university, which is another story. Anyway, Y2K aesthetic was real. Kukai doing their version of the Gucci vinyl pencil skirt and matching boob tube. Liquid silver clothes. Not actual liquid, you understand, but, you know, silver everything. Dane Bowers. Obsessing over parachutes in cars. The Coldplay record, obviously. Diamante chains as belts around your jeans and chokers around your neck. And why not Diamante hair clips too? Friends episodes that were events. My first mobile phone, a Nokia 3310. Friday nights hanging out at Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference! It was a special time. Hope that this is in some way setting the scene for you guys. So in that time, I lived in a place where 80% of the population went to the gym. I made that percentage up, but you get the gist. It was a new city, all shiny and soulless and very much focused on the outer layers. How you looked, what labels you wore and what car you drove. And I didn't meet any of those quotas, nor did I want to, FYI, until my boyfriend at that time told me my tummy, I quote, was a bit paunchy. And he then bought me a gym membership for my birthday. Thanks. 
Yeah, I know. I mentioned he was my ex, right? Well, I suppose some would call it a blessing in disguise because I sure as hell found gym culture in that shiny place boring as hell. The grunting and stunting wasn't for me. Also, I'd revived a dormant eating disorder, which wasn't excellent as I wasn't eating very much at all and then caning it upon some strange ski type action cardiovascular thing, which promised to burn your fat, which FYI is never a good idea. So after my second episode passing out at the gym, again, not recommended, I sought out more fun things to do with my body. Of course, I went to your average bums and tums classes because obviously that was a hang up for me at the time. And step and salsa classes because Zumba wasn't a thing back then. We were still coming out of the 80s aerobic legacy. And these are all fine if you were into it. I preferred classes to the apparatus and feeling self-conscious in a room of people pulverizing machines. I must say at this point that, of course, my body had been giving me signs all the time that it was unhappy. By then, I'd been experiencing panic attacks and anxiety for two years and was very well acquainted with my good old friend, insomnia. And if you've ever experienced any of those things, you will know how much you yearn for a good night's sleep and ease in your bones. I was getting desperate. Being in an environment that at the time only seemed to deem someone healthy if they had a six-pack, which was a misguided hangover from the mid-1990s, an isolating focus on very specific and particular body proportions was so uninspiring and soul-destroying to me. But I was very lucky at the time to have a patient and kind doctor. He was the one who gave my panic attacks a name. It was a very new thing to diagnose apparently and that was clear because trying to talk to anyone about them proved fruitless. However there was one book I managed to get hold of from the states about them and obviously Amazon and online delivery didn't exist so this was quite a feat in that time. Shout out to libraries and library staff. The book was called Understanding Panic Attacks and Overcoming Fear by Dr Roger Baker. I'll link you up with that in the show notes obviously. So anyway, Roger recommended trying yoga to help with the symptoms. I know, all that reminiscing of 90s and noughties paraphernalia to get to that. Side note, at the time I'd also started meditating without knowing it, which I'm grateful for now because I didn't have the hang-up of labels and strange codes and conventions to contend with. I was just hanging out in the music section of my library and a relaxation cassette tape caught my eye. I'm using those inverted comma things with my fingers when I say relaxation, by the way, because it was intended to help people with insomnia get some sleep. So I decided to try it, of course, because, you know, if you've got anxiety, you know, chances are sleep is one of those things that signifies when you're experiencing a flare. Also, I'm not ignoring that I'm ancient now, cassettes. And that was an interesting part of the experience too, right? Especially if you're really into this meditation session, then having to abruptly switch sides of the tape, which sort of kills your vibe. Ah, those were the days. I had an idea about what I thought yoga was. People often do, of course. Oming and cross-leg stuff, perhaps some weird culty business and possibly wearing purple hemp clothing. But... I was always a curious child and when I saw that my gym, same gym, had classes at 8.30pm on a Wednesday evening, I decided to try. 
But there was surely some resistance. I'd peer into that class trying to understand what the hell was going on. I was intimidated that I didn't know what might happen or if it would be really cliquey and weird. No one in that room looked like me. In fact, in all the research I did about this yoga thing, I only saw very particular types of people with very particular types of bodies. White, slim, bendy. Long story short, I decided to go in what the hell. And it wasn't what I expected. And at the end of class, I was out cold. Proper snooze fest. Couldn't believe it. And so the seed was planted. Shout out to my ex, I guess. So what's the point of this strange story, you might wonder? Well, my friend, I guess it's about exploring the stuff that holds us back and instead embracing what flows. I think. It's of course about a few things. Here, I'll make you a list. Number one. If anyone tells you that you're paunchy in any way, ditch them. Seriously. Number two. Love your belly in every way, whatever shape it is. It houses your guts and your guts are everything. Trust them. Number three, don't be afraid of your questionable style choices. It all comes back around. Well, perhaps not Vaseline eyelids, but you know. Number four, do your own research on things. Make your own decisions based on that research. Side note, feelings count as research. Number five, look for the signs, always, in all ways. Number six, if you're dealing with an eating disorder, panic attacks, anxiety or other, please seek help because you deserve to feel better and you really can, I promise. And if you suspect someone that you care about is struggling with any of those things, talk to them even if you simply let them know that you're there. Number seven, can I say do your own research on things again? I mean, especially with regards to health stuff. And especially when someone tells you what's healthy, because what's healthy for them might not be for you. And yeah, I'm referencing food, exercise, hobbies, and yoga in all of that. Number eight, be open to your own explorations. And that will probably come from your research in point seven. This culture that we live in nowadays has me eye-rolling far too much at how thirsty folks get for power. And you will gain so much more by being inquisitive, asking questions, trusting those lovely guts I mentioned before. Number nine, fitting in is boring. Do you. Vaseline or alternative balm and all. And number 10, appreciate your body right now and everything that it can do. Talk to yourself nicely and it's cliche, but for good reason. Your body is your friend. So I hope there's something here of value for you, even if it is only to reminisce about the quality music videos of the time, including Live in La Vida Loca and Tony's He Wasn't Man Enough, very excellent, and subsequent influences like Aaliyah in Try Again in 2001. Baby girl, we miss you down here. Anyway, come wander with me in my R&B cavern. You don't have to call. Okay, long-time Usher fans, I see you. Find me at ifeelforyoupodcast.com and check out the show notes to this episode for a special treat. You're welcome. So that's it, my friends. But of course, before I depart, a reminder that I love 
to hear from you, which means I'm going to need you to get in touch to let me know what did the year 2000 teach you? Are you old enough to remember far too much like me? Or was there a different life lesson that you experienced in that time? I would love to know. So you can leave me a comment if you like via the show notes or perhaps reach out to me via the socials. Instagram's a good bet. I'm Dion, named after Dion Warwick, that spelling, not Celine, even though she is the goat, one of them anyway, there are many goats. And my handle is Dion with seven underscores. What would be tremendous though, is if you left me a voicemail because I would love to hear your voice. You can find the link to my voicemail in the show notes, ifeelforyoupodcast.com and I can't wait to hear from you. And also, if you fancy meeting up with me in person, I have just announced a new retreat. Yes, this summer in Brighton. So feel like taking some days for deep and dreamy self-care? You can expect a spacious itinerary of feel good. You'll have the options of heaps of yoga, movement and meditation sessions with me, food that will have you making sounds of pure pleasure, good people, real people that are so vibey I can't even and you'll stay in a sweet warehouse with yours truly. High-end babes, excellent bedding, excellent mattresses, facilities and access to the best parts of Brighton. It's what some might call an urban retreat but isn't it weird that urban became a code for black? Anyway, if you fancy a getaway to the seaside this summer, you can read all about it on my site, dion.space, where it's sitting right at the top. And just to let you know, we're limiting the numbers to eight people this year. But as always, payment plans are available. I really hope you can join us. So that's it, my loves. Really it. I love you, though. Know that in your bones and tissues and so on. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I feel for you.